Maybe you can't keep compete with like the A-frame in New York that has 50,000 followers, and, and that's okay. But could you have better photos and offer a more memorable experience than any other A-frame in you know Jim Thorpe in the Poconos Mountains of Pennsylvania? Alrighty, folks, we are live. Welcome to the first ever Marketing Mondays segment brought to you by Spontaneous on the Behind the Stays podcast feed. I'm super pumped for the segment. This really came from the community. You all saying, hey, Zach, like I love when you and the guests talk about marketing, but I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper, talk a little bit more uh, tactical, uh, give us kind of some pro tips for brand strategy, how we can uh, optimize our, our listing pages more, et cetera. So, this is a topic that's near and dear to my, my my heart because I'm a growth marketer by trade. Um, I love content marketing. I love creator marketing. I, I, I love I love digital advertising. So I could talk about this stuff all day. So the fact that you guys are interested in hearing a little bit more about it makes my heart sing for, for joy. So uh, we're going to try this for four to six weeks, see how it goes. If you guys like it and it's helpful, we'll keep it up. And if you don't like it or you it's not that helpful or you just don't listen to it, uh, we're just going to shut it down, right? So the goal for this these segments is they'll be 10 to 15 minutes long, mostly me talking and kind of walking through some very practical tips and tricks here. But then uh, I might bring on a guest or two occasionally to, you know, talk on something for just a few minutes but because of the uh, the tightness of the show how, how we're trying to keep it really really kind of short and sweet and, and impactful uh we'll probably mostly just do solo pods here right so just just my my voice that you get to know and, and love and and or hate um <laughs> after uh after uh, you you tune into a couple of these episodes so i am really excited for today's topic which is around influencer marketing right and how as short-term rental hosts you can partner with influencers and really kind of like the right influencers but before we go any further, I actually um, want to. Uh, I was talking to a lot of several friends in the space, and they, they, the term influencer is like no longer as relevant as it was um, maybe even just a few years ago. And today, it kind of has like these like weird connotations. Uh, anyone, everyone wants to be an influencer, right? Like, what does it really mean to be an influencer? Sometimes you, you know, you just think like, okay, if you're posting half naked pictures, does that make you an influencer? So because of because of the like connotations, we're gonna cut out. We're gonna stop calling these folks influencers and start calling them creators, which is really what the majority of them are. They create incredible work. Uh, they're photographers. They're videographers, right? They're storytellers at heart. So uh, from now on, we're gonna be calling these folks uh, Airbnb or short-term rental uh, uh, creators, as opposed to influencers. All right. Uh, one more caveat here is I've never actually partnered personally with a creator within the context of an Airbnb like cabin shoot. That said, I've worked with uh, dozens of creators to help promote my newsletter. I've become friends with several of them in, in the space. I've interviewed over 50 short-term rental hosts that have worked with creators. So I know a lot about the space, but I, I haven't actually hired somebody to come out and um, work within the context of an Airbnb shoot myself. So I just also wanted to kind of throw that out there. So here's what I want to cover today. Number one, why you should work with creators if you're an Airbnb host. Number two, a framework for how to discern who to work with and how to work with them. Number three, how creators can help you increase direct bookings. And number four, different ideas for how to partner with creators in unique ways. All right, before we dive into the meat of this conversation, I did just want to quickly plug a product that my team and I have recently moved out of beta and made accessible to anyone that wants to sign up. And it's called Ping. And I want to 
to talk about it because I think a lot of you tuning into this chat will get real value from it. So Ping is a simple plugin that lives on your website or your direct booking site, and it integrates with your Airbnb calendar, okay? And it, what it does is it notifies your fans and followers the minute there is a match between your home's availability and their desired travel dates. So Ping was specifically designed for hosts with unique stays that typically have limited availability. So you guys, those of you who fall into this category, you've got these amazing Insta stories that you'll put up about last minute cancellations and that's, that's a great start. But what if you could also automatically ping folks who've already expressed interest in the very dates that just opened up? And that's exactly what ping does. And all prospective guest data collected in ping is available to you. And if you purchase a premium plan, you can integrate ping directly with your MailChimp or constant contact account. So if you want to learn more about ping, head on over to BNB. BNB as an Airbnb, bnbping.com, or you can just shoot me an email at zach at spontaneous.com. All right, let's dive in. So first and foremost, why should you work with creators to promote your, your short-term rental? Well, first off, not everyone should, right? And this is this is a really tough reality for some folks to accept. But unless you're really interested in building up a brand around your business, you you shouldn't work with creators. So, you know, like if you've got this nice, clean, but more or less kind of run in the run of the mill duplex listed on Airbnb in let's just say like downtown Lexington, there's there's really no reason to work with creators to promote your space, right? Because you know, by and large, you're attracting a traveler who is looking for something more convenient and probably just more more affordable. And and there's nothing wrong with this. And and many of the folks that are doing this are incredibly successful real estate investors. Um, they've adopted this playbook. They've run it time and time again, and it's done. They've done really well for themselves. But but few people are just are interested in following a, a stay that, quite frankly, just looks pretty plain, right? Pretty, pretty like plain Jane, pretty, pretty like average Joe. It's just not something that a lot of people want to fill their, their Instagram feed with. Now, before those of you with more traditional spaces get all huffy and puffy at me, I want you to stay tuned because I've got some ideas for you for how you can turn your space into something unique, even if it's like a four bedroom single family home in like middle America, right? Okay. On the contrary, if you do have an off-grid tiny house in the Catskills or a beautiful container home in Idaho, chances are you need to work with creators. Because if you're in that context, right, what you're really trying to do, or what you should be trying to do if you're not already, is you want to make your place the destination in and of itself, right? So you want your travelers to design their getaway around staying at your place, as opposed to, you know, choosing a city and a town to visit and then looking for an accommodation, which is what most of us, right, do when we travel. We decide, hey, we want to go to Miami. Great. These are the dates that we're going to Miami. Wonderful. We got our plane tickets. Great. Now let's figure out where to stay, right? That's how most people travel. But there's this movement, right? This, I, I should say, like this moment happening in travel where people are shifting, right, because of flexibility to being able to design entire vacations and escapes around different kinds of skate, uh, you know, uh, getaways and, and stays rather. Um, so this is a, a beautiful moment for Airbnb hosts and, and creators to kind of like capitalize on it. And we're, we're living through, I, I would say, still just like the early like stages of, of this moment, right? We're, we're in, you know, the first couple innings here. So a good question to ask yourself is, am I committed to designing a truly unique guest experience or am I really just hoping to cover the mortgage on my place and be able to bring my family here for a few times a year? Again, there's no right or wrong answer here, but if it is the latter, right, save your time and save your money and double down on optimizing your OTA listings and doing everything that you can to you know, win favor with the Airbnb ranking gods. I really think more people would 
more, you know, it, it, for, for folks that fall into this context, your time is much better spent thinking about how do I optimize my OTA listing than it is trying to build a, a brand for yourself. And and again, that's a hard reality from some people to to accept. But like, it's really hard to do this. It's really hard to build a successful brand. It's really hard to build a, a successful direct booking business. And unless you have something truly unique to offer, again, no shame if you don't. It's you're you're better off spending your time and energy somewhere else. Again, like maybe this is like a hot take, but but I do I wanted to point this out because I I personally don't think everyone should start an Instagram account for their Airbnb. I don't think everybody needs a direct booking strategy. I, I think it really depends on sort of like what your overall goals are. Is this purely sort of an investment, right, for you? To to kind of quote some of the real estate gurus out there, are you trying to just build a bunch of passive, you know, a portfolio where you can have like great cash flow and, and maybe even some passive income, although I would argue that there's nothing passive about real estate investing. Um, anyhow, the reality is not everyone needs to build a brand around their Airbnb, okay? Full stop. So one last thing on like the unique experiences front, your short-term rental doesn't need to be the most unique stay on Instagram, right? It just needs to be one of the most unique stays in your specific market. So sometimes I talk to folks and they're like, oh my gosh, this person has like 100,000 followers on Instagram for their you know tiny home. I, I can't compete with that. And it's like, well, maybe not, but like, where's, where's your place? Oh, oh, you're talking about a place in Vermont and your place is in Austin, Texas. Okay. Like, Hey, markets are incredibly different there. Could you be one of the more unique spaces in Austin, Texas? Right? So again, maybe you can't compete with like the A-frame in New York that has 50,000 followers and, and that's okay. But could you have better photos and offer a more memorable experience than any other A-frame in, you know, Jim Thorpe in the Poconos mountains of Pennsylvania, for example. Right? So these are just like really good questions to consider. Okay, so if you do if you do have a unique stay, right, and you are looking to partner with creators, here's a framework that I like to recommend folks think through. Okay, so we're gonna walk through these these uh, few steps here. First, step one: ask yourself the following questions. Number one: Am I looking to increase my portfolio of content assets? So, are you really just looking for like really nice photos and videos and maybe some drone shots of your place? Number two, am I looking to increase my following on Instagram, right? Is, is, that the, is that the goal, right? Do you wanna just increase your follower count? Number three, am I looking to increase my direct bookings, right? Am I trying to, if I have a direct booking site, am I trying to like, you know, rely less on OTAs and, and more on, on direct bookings? Or number four, am I hoping to do all three with this campaign, right? And I do think, I, and I use the word campaign uh, as a marketer very, uh, very intentionally here, right? Because your the different campaigns that you run with different creators can and should look different, right? The first campaign that you've run with a creator shouldn't look like the second campaign that you run with a creator. Your goal, you should have learned something from that first campaign, right? Or your goals should be, you know, different. If you've already got 50,000 followers on Instagram, like, do you really need to optimize for increasing your following on Instagram? Or is it really more about optimizing, you know, your, the, the direct bookings that Instagram as a channel is bringing in for you, right? Or vice versa. Maybe you have slayed like direct bookings, but you just don't have enough of a following on Instagram and you want to build your, your, your following on Instagram, then obviously your priorities shift there. Okay, so those are some questions I want you to ask yourself. And then step two, rank the order of importance for this particular campaign. So again, it's okay to have like all three of, of these things as a goal, but like what's what's the most important, right? So list them out. Uh, maybe you really want more followers and content assets um, and via creators. It's just a means to that end, right? So maybe it's more like, hey, I just need like nice photos for my place and I'm not a good photographer and I don't know anyone who's a good photographer and that's really my, my core objective here. Or maybe you've, really you're really trying to increase you know traffic to your direct booking site as opposed to your airbnb listing so identify what those goals are and then again rank them in order of importance 
So that's step one and step two. Step three, once you've discerned priority for your campaign, it's time to bust out the old graph paper and draw a nice X and Y axis uh, for me and get ready to, to, to get ranking. So on your X axis, okay, put followers, like audience size, and on your Y axis, put quality of content. Right, Folks with, let's say, 10K or more, more followers get charted on the right, and creators whose content that you'd score as like a five or more get charted on the up, uh, the upward side of the, of, of the y-axis, right? Still with me? Cool. I hope you are. I, I'm also like not a math person, so forgive me. Like charts and axes and all this all this stuff like overwhelms me but um but i but i actually do think it's it's an incredibly helpful exercise for helping you discern where to put your time energy and effort and also just like how these creators sort of like relate to each other it's really hard to understand right if you don't map this out like so much of this is such a manual like research process it there's there's really not like a great way to do this at scale yet um but anyways, so I have found I've found this to be personally helpful. Okay, so now once you've got your 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 graph right, um, I want you to do some Instagram research. So look up hashtags like travel photographer or Airbnb photographer or travel creator or cabin love or cabin story or a frame addicts, right? All different different hashtags. And if you if you aren't sure like where to start, what I would do is go to your favorite cabins that you already follow, click on a few of their photos, and look at their hashtags that they use, right? Because a lot of the uh, a lot of the more notable creators right um the, you know they've these hosts have learned from them right so go and figure out okay what are the hashtags that people are using which ones are most popular and not just most popular like nationally but most popular in my particular region right so then filter down find um um you know the, the handles that kind of like meet that this criteria right um and then start charting your creators right on this on on this graph that you just created so as you find folks i want you to score their handles on your chart so I'd recommend doing like a minimum of 20 creators, okay? Don't do just like five, because that's not nearly enough, but you also don't necessarily need to do 50. Um, and I want you all to keep a few things in mind as you as you start finding these creators and, and charting them. The best creators are really choosy, right? They're, they're really picky. Um, choosy moms choose GIF, choosy creators choose I don't know. Chic campus stays. I don't know. That was that was kind of lame. But um. But anyways, these folks are these folks are, are really choosy. And again, they they really need to be because they are their product, right? They are the brand of their business. And and the best folks out there, they're not going to compromise on their brand, right? Just to post a, a photo of your like again. Uh, don't want to offend anyone here, but like an average stay on on their Instagram feed, right? Like they don't need to do that and they don't want to do that. They don't want to compromise on on their brand for a free night stay and maybe like a few hundred bucks, right? Number two, to keep in mind here, you probably won't be able to secure every creator in quadrant one of your graph. So meaning, right, when you look at your, your chart here, your graph here, um, quadrant one is like, you know, high quality content and high follower account, right? Um, and if they have massive followings and incredible content, they are probably either too expensive for you or they're they're too busy or or they're both. That said, it never hurts to reach out. And I've had great success with people that I thought I would never be able to partner with. But um, just just keep that in mind as you're as you're curating your creators to reach out to. Um, and then another thing to just keep in mind here is that follower count doesn't necessarily translate to quality reach. So if your primary goal is to increase quality followers, 
be sure to ask the creator to send you their current engagement metrics, okay? Not just their follower account, their current engagement metrics. Now, if your primary goal is new followers, right? Then you can compromise a bit on quality of content and work with a creator whose content might not be your ideal aesthetic, but who has a massive following. So you're gonna go for quantity over, over quality here. If, again, you're just trying to get more Instagram, and, uh, more Instagram followers. On the contrary, if your primary objective is to gather new content assets, work with creators who have beautiful content, but much smaller followings. The good news about these, these creators too is that oftentimes uh, they're a little bit more uh, affordable or, or you can just do like a, a, a free night swap, right? A, fr a free night stay um, in, in exchange for, for their photos or videos. Some of them are, are catching on to the fact that they, you know, they, they are really talented and I would argue that you should be paying people for their talent. So in addition to giving them a free night stay, making sure that you're, you're compensating them appropriately for the content that they, uh, that they gather uh, while staying at your places is, is, you know, very, very important. Um, all right. Now I want to talk about number three here, how to, um, work with creators to increase your direct bookings. And, and a quick note here. Airbnb and other OTAs like VRBO and Booking.com, they offer tremendous tooling and marketing support for new hosts and for folks that don't desire to build their own brands. Sometimes if you get too deep into the short-term rental space, there's a lot of hate towards Airbnb, like a lot of hate towards OTAs. And a lot of these are because like they're you know, these property managers or these people that have like, you know, dozens and dozens of homes and you know, they're annoyed by the 16% and growing Airbnb uh, host fees, which again is is totally worth being being annoyed about, right? And I think direct bookings is a remarkable strategy. But like remember that OTAs are not inherently bad. We shouldn't we shouldn't be hating on OTAs. I mean, how many of you were able to launch your place on Airbnb and get a booking within the first couple of weeks, right? If not even the first couple of days. Like that's a, that's magic, right? That, that is that is amazing, right? But OTAs are not are not a fantastic like long-term solution if again you're trying to build a business for yourself here, right? So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have built some notable brand and that you are interested in building some sort of direct booking strategy if you haven't already. So, um one of the things to just keep in mind here is uh, OTAs are great places to start, right? But the reality is you don't own the contact information of your guests, right? It's really hard. You're not building an audience. Even if people like wish list the heck out of your listing, you're not, you don't know who those people are, right? Like you don't have access to their names and email addresses and phone numbers, right? The hardest thing to do, the reason you have to go to an OTA is because you don't have an audience. You don't have reach. Well, if you've built up a massive following on Instagram, you have audience, right? You have reach. You arguably don't need the OTAs anymore, right? So anyways, people have strong opinions on this, but just wanted to, to plug that in and put that out there. So with respect to direct bookings, um, especially as Airbnb continues to increase its fees for both travelers and hosts, it is incredibly important that you have a direct booking site, right? So if you if you don't have one already and you are serious about sort of building a brand and business for yourself, make sure that you do that this spring. Make that a goal for yourself. And I'm, I'm happy to offer recommendations for folks if you need to know like who to work with here and like who to ask for, for support. I know several people in the space that help folks like you do this. I don't personally, but like I don't personally do this, I should say. But a lot of folks do this really, really well. So let me know if you need uh, some guidance there. Um, and one of the ways to, to kind of like do this well, right? Like if you're, if you're trying to leverage your, uh, creator relationships to help increase direct bookings is offer a couple of free night stays, right? Do a giveaway, but rather than just having folks like a post and, and follow your account, make anyone that's entering the giveaway sign up for your newsletter, right? You, you need some way to capture their email, right? Or like, you know, they have to fill out a form on your direct booking site, like a, you know, 
stay in touch for last minute promos or whatever it might be, right? Or if you have ping, right? Just just uh, make sure that they fill out your, your 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 ping widget, right? So many travelers just don't know that they can book and stay directly, like book a stay directly. Like I, again, lived on Airbnb for 15 months with my wife. I, I honestly never thought about booking directly for the first six months while I was traveling, right? So it just never occurred to me. And you talk to a lot of people, a lot of travelers, a lot of spontaneous subscribers too. And like I, I started talking to them about booking directly and it's just, it's just not something that they even know is possible, right? So leveraging creators to help increase awareness about your direct bookings via kind of these giveaways where they've got to drop in their their name, not just follow you again, give you their actual email, you know, it increases the familiarity, familiarity, gosh, I can't say that word, um, with, with booking directly, right? With booking via your website. Um, now, from a guest perspective, right, one, one thing to just kind of note here, if your account has 50 followers and 10 crappy photos and you tell me to book direct, like, I ain't booking directly, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to trust you. I'll book through an OTA just in case something goes wrong so I can, like, get my money back, right? You haven't given me enough social proof at this juncture. But if you've got, you know, 10,000 followers and you've got these gorgeous photos and you've got these collaborative posts with creators in the space and a direct booking site that isn't totally sketchy, you bet I'll book direct, right? So creators help provide the social proof that I think a lot of guests need in order to feel comfortable booking directly. All right, for those of you who don't have tree houses and you don't have glass cabins, but you are committed to building a brand, here are some ideas for how to cultivate unique experiences if your space in and of itself isn't fantastically unique. Okay, number one, develop a personality for your space and lean hard into it, right? So maybe you have a home in suburbia, but this home has a chef's kitchen. What would it look like to showcase all of the incredible meals that could be made in your home, right? You can invite creators to come and document how they cook their favorite sort of like family recipes, right? Or you could offer an experience where a local chef comes and prepares a meal for, for your guests. You could post kind of like branded seasonal recipes that could be made in your home, right? So essentially, you could lean hard into your kitchen as like your core amenity, and you could build like a fun little brand around that. People would absolutely follow something like that on Instagram, right? Number two, you could you could do something like become like the Lux Game Duplex, right? So like maybe maybe you have like a, a duplex, like a like a or like an average you know uh, home in the city, whatever it might be. Um, and what you could do is you could like go and invest in, you know, those like super chic, like really cool, like custom built like Scrabble boards and like Monopoly sets that I feel like are all like that cost like a hundred bucks. Like they're really expensive, maybe even more than that. Right. But go and invest in a bunch of really beautiful, like, like, uh, aesthetically pleasing games. Right. And almost showcase them. Like you would showcase like a, a, a rack of like, you know, really nice, like wine, um, or something like that. Right. Maybe, maybe you get like a glass box, right. Or, or something. And you get some like, I don't know, like up lighting or whatever. Like you could, you could really live this up if you wanted to. And then what you do is you have creators who like games come over, right. They, they, they document themselves playing games in your space. And then you kind of become known as like, Oh, like, Hey, there's this cool, like duplex and, and I'll just pick on Austin because I keep picking on them in Austin where like, yeah, like, you know, the, the place isn't like, you know, the, uh, a beautiful uh, tree house right in, in the Shenandoah. But but it's like a, a it's where you want to go if like you're a game aficionado and like want to have a good time. Right. So you could do something like that. Um, and number three, like 
if you're quippy and and you have like an average space, like maybe you could adopt like a Wendy's like approach or or Zillow gone wild sort of approach to social media and just be like really funny on Instagram. So one one idea I have here is like, maybe what you do is you, you post these like beautiful artistic shots of like incredibly average amenities, right? Like, like imagine, like imagine a studio shot of like a glass you got from Ikea, right? That, that says something like, you know, are, are the crate and barrel glasses really worth charging y'all an extra $300 a night, right? Or, you know, some, something ridiculous, right? Uh, we don't think so either, right? And like, that's the post, right? And basically, like, you know, you, you could say, like, meet your $3 Scandinavian glass from your favorite Swedish retailer, right? AKA Ikea, right? Um, and, and then what you could do is you could have these creators come out and especially those who have like a sense of humor and really like lean into this. That is absolutely something that people would follow and find amusement with um, on Instagram. So this is just, again, a few uh, very, very quick kind of scrappy ideas for how you can take an average space, right? And, and, and actually really lean into coming up with some sort of a unique brand offering around it. All right, friends. Well, that is it. I went a little bit over time. Um, we're at 22 minutes, according to my roadcaster here. So hopefully this was helpful. Let me know what you think. That's a wrap of our first ever Marketing Monday. Um, please send me a DM on Instagram at Spontaneous uh, or send me an email at Zach at Spontaneous.com and give me any feedback. Uh, was this helpful? How could I make this even better? Um, you know, should I shut this down and stop talking? You just let me know, right? Oh, and then if you liked this new segment, could you please do me a huge favor and leave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? Leave us a review as well. It really, really helps us grow, guys. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And then last but certainly not least, if you have a unique stay, go and check out Ping at bnbping.com. All right, folks, thanks for being here and get excited. We've got some epic interviews that are landing on the pod feed over the next two weeks. Really, really incredible guests coming on. All right, guys, peace out. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're gonna roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.